everyone. Today is May 14th, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Another consecutive week of very little in the game. And kind of the same situation in esports. Harpies taking over. Talk about different Harpy decks that are in the meta winning tournaments and whatnot. Different ways you can build the deck. Um, the main thing this week in the PvE scene, PvP scene actually, is Leo and Luna's Dual Carnival. Talk about those two new cards. Tour Guide Bingo, a new card from that. Um, some quality of life changes. And deck deep dive of Prescience Block Dragon, which is pretty good right now for... It's just a fun deck to play, but it's also the rock um, type thing in the dual carnival that they're that you get to play whatever type you get to play whatever. So it's a, it's a fitting uh, deck for that purpose as well. So this is gonna be a super short episode. Um, it's not my fault that Konami hasn't really uh, added uh, a ton of things going on this week this month. Um, Next month probably a KC Cup. Uh, they do it like every even month or whatever, but no box, no real things. There is a leak, but um, can't really talk about the leaks. But in terms of my week, um, just getting by. I kind of I kind of got by um, playing the Block Dragon deck that I will talk about, and I'm doing the event. Um, really whole lot of nothing. I can't really say I'm super excited for anything right now. It's possible I don't hit King of Games again. It's, it's all about finding the magic and finding a reason to play. And right now, there isn't much of one besides doing the minimum to get all my rewards. So let's talk about esports. The Duelix Meta MCS42 happened last week. And... Something happened in some CS where Harpies swept the top four. They were most, they were more than half of the top thirty-two. Uh, a ton of Harpy decks. They're clearly, they're going to enter tier zero uh, range at some point. First place, Fire Red five fifty tie that binds Harpies, and a lot of the Harpy decks do run the same monster core, which is two Harpy Oracle, three Harpy Channeler, two Harpy Lady, one and one three uh, Perfumers. This deck also runs Harpy's Hunting Ground, two Elegant Egotist, Harpy's Feather Rest, and two Treacherous Trap Hole, and a lot of quick play things. Two Book of Moon, two Forbidden Lance, three Swallow's Nest, and that's really what Harpies are all about, playing quick play spells. Really, the quick play spells help the Harpies get out of certain situations, Forbidden Lance being one, Swallow's Nest, Book of Moon against Karma Cut, kind of lets you waste your opponent's back row. There's also synergy with the Cyber slash Harpy Lady bouncing things back to the hand. Second place, My Hawk. Oh, the, there's something interesting about the first deck. In the sideboard, there's My Body as a Shield, which is a quick play spell where you can pay 1,500 life points to negate um, monster effect or spell or trap that destroys. So this is a pretty interesting tech to surprise your opponent if you want to use that in a Harpy deck. Second place, My Hawk tie that binds Harpies. Same monster core as, as the deck above, but they run Mystical Space Typhoon, three Book of Moon. Um, pretty much, you get to play around what quick play you get to do. 
But then there's also other ways to customize harpies, as we'll see. Top 4 Luke Tyler Harpies Hunting Ground. Harpies, less popular skill, but this deck is more spicy. I guess you don't have to run the field spell in this case. Um, one Oracle, three Channelers, one Harpist, one Harpy Lady, one, three Perfumers, and one Cyber Harpy Lady. Which is going to be a thing that decks are going to run now. We're going to start to see a competition between Cyber Harpy Lady and Harpy Lady 1. And that's a way to kind of compensate for not running Tide That Binds. You're going to have a stronger monster with Cyber Harpy Lady being able to take out the smaller ones. This deck also runs two Hysteric Parties. That's a nice card to use to set up a XC's play. Especially the ones that cost three materials. Up for Drizzles, Tie That Binds Harpies. This is the full um, 30 card version, which I've played myself. And this one, you get to fit in various things. This one, this one's consistency primarily relies on the spell Hysteric Sign, which tutors Elegant Egotist. It also helps you um, add a bunch of cards to your hand. Um, you get to play around with back row here. Karma Cuts, Divine Wrath, Galaxy Cyclone, Hysteric Party. A lot of different things you could do with the 30-card deck. Let's move on to Duel Links Meta Weekly 175. Another tournament that's been taken over by Harpies. First place, Terrific Tie That Binds Harpies. Um, again, Cyber Harpy Lady and Harpy Lady 1 will 1 to 1 split. Second place, Mood Trapper Ultimate Dragons Blue Eyes. So Blue Eyes, um, they're no longer top dogs, so that means they're going to have to adjust to the meta. And this deck does so with 3 Book of Moon. Uh, when a deck starts to slot in general purpose back row, it's a sign that they're trying to get a leg up on the meta and they're no longer first place. This deck, Blue Eyes Alternative Dragon, 3 White Stone of Ancients, 1 Dragon Spirit of White, 3 Sage with Eyes of Blue, one White Stone of Legend, three Blue Eyes, three Book of Moon, three Cards of Constance, two Ancient Rules. Top four, Luca Fateha, Tie That Binds Harpies. This one fits in Fiendish Chain. I guess that's a notable thing. A, few, a, a bit fewer quick plays, two Forbidden Lands, three Swallows Nest, no Book of Moon here. That's a notable thing. Book of Moon has become like pretty much one of the best back road to use thanks to Harpies. This one, it was good before, but it's kind of like you're digging into the um, selection box just to get in. It's a great... You know, Konami really called the perfect card to dig into selection boxes for. Top 4, Shadow 94, Tie That Binds Harpies. Um, again, you know, you could do whatever you want with the same monster core. One copy of Hysteric Party, and you don't need to run two. Last tournament, Me Maker Cup 21. First place, Dante, Tie That Binds Harpies, 20-card deck. Most most Harpy decks we've seen are 23. This one's a 20-card deck. A little different, too. It runs Forbidden Chalice instead of the um, Lance. One Treacherous Trap Hole. Second place, Rochinha, GG, Allured by Darkness, Thunder Dragon. This is one way to play Thunder Dragon after the nerf to the level duplication spells. Uh, more stall, two Sphere Kribo, two Bottom Boxer Veil. Again, the Alert by Darkness is just a way for them to dispose of cards. 
Top 4, JJP, 1124, Destiny, Draw Thunder Dragons. Same deck as the one above, um, except using Destiny Draw. Again, um, not much of a change to the deck outside of having some of those hand traps. Top 4, Narmer, Ultimate Dragons, Blue Eyes. Um, Blue Eyes deck with Book of Moon, Forbidden Chalice. Again, they're resorting to good back row. Alright, so, you know, because all, almost all of the decks are Harpies, they're the sole tier 1 deck, 29.3 on the Duelings meta power rankings, almost at the max of 30, so they're pretty much tier 0 getting to that point right now. I don't think Harpies can truly be too, tier 0, because there's a bit of a skill component to play them, and you could easily mess up. Tier, tier 2... Pretty much all the decks have gone up a little bit except for Water XZs. Blue Eyes up to 9.6. Fire King up to 8.7. Water XZs down a little bit to 7.5. Thunder Dragons up to 6.5. And in Tier 3, um, Yosenjus have gone up a little bit, 4.8. They're almost cracking Tier 2. The rest of the decks have gone down a little bit. Heroes at 3.8. Cyber Dragons at 3.5. And TG at 3.1. So basically, Harpies are getting better. Tier 2 is getting better. Tier 3 is slipping. You send you could be on the rise to Tier 2. Alright, so... There's been two quality of life changes I've noticed. Well, there's one general one. Um, this one's not active as of this week. It was... It's been active, but... They kind of make some dramatic shots when you're hitting for game sometimes, and that's pretty cool. I think that's a huge quality of life change. Um, they make it all dramatic and stuff, and that's really what... Um, that's really what makes things better in terms of quality of life. There's a bulk purchase option um, where you can pretty much buy a box to completion so you get every single UR and SR in a box. So that saves you time if you're a person who uh, wants to spend money on the game and make sure you get everything in a box and not waste all your time opening packs. So you know, some people make videos about opening packs. Uh, that's their whole steel spiel. But, um, you know, um, people who just want to get things done fast, this is a great option for them and don't mind spending the money. Finally, there's a button for cards that are owned and unowned in your deck builder. So there's a quick button to do that. Um, back then, you couldn't do that, I think. Um, you could look in your card catalog and they gray out certain cards or whatever. But now you can actually filter out what you do have and you don't have. Leo and Luna's Dual Carnival. We're in, currently in the second phase of it. Um, first one was like beast types and no one played any beasts. So now we're in the rock section. Um, I don't think I'll ever really enjoy this event, frankly. <laughs> but it's a way to get your rank to rewards, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um I guess one thing I noticed is that types are a little stronger and that they can't get targeted. Like, I think I had a rock type. It couldn't get targeted. Like, my black dragon couldn't get targeted by something. That's another story. Two new cards here. First one's called Doggy Diver. It's a dark warrior for some reason. It's a dog that's in the water. And it's a dark warrior. It's not even a water beast warrior or a beast. Level 4, 1,000 attack, 1,000 defense. If your opponent controls a monster and all face-up monsters you control, minimum 1 or level 4. Special summon this from your hand. 
You can special summon Doggy Diver once per turn. Um, this card cannot be used as an Xyz material for an Xyz summoning, except for the Xyz summon of a warrior. So, yeah, I don't know why this is a Dark Warrior, but there it is. Neric Warrior XZ support level four warriors. Um, like I said, you're not you're not going to be using this in six Sam's because it doesn't fit. But there's various warrior decks you can run this in that don't really have a theme. And we recently got a warrior card named um, Heroic Champion Excalibur, in which an OTK in my last episode I mentioned um, could easily be done. And this is a card that fits that bill for such a deck. Um, Again, this is a generic Xyz helper for a warrior deck, and it just fills gaps. If you're missing three of a card and you don't mind slipping this in, it'll do the job. And this is helpful for just ramping into an Xyz play that requires two or even three materials. So this is just a good card. Um, you're not going to run in every deck, only those warrior decks where you're missing cards. Next card is Armed Samurai Ben Kai, who um, notably is censored in his artwork. Um, notably, I had this card in the TCG, and notably a badass card work, card artwork. Um, dark level 4 warrior, 500 attack, 800 defense. For each equip card equipped to this card, it gains an additional attack during each battle phase. So, classic OTK card, which is made worse in... Um, duels because you have fewer zones to use your equips the whole goal of this card is to otk your opponent put some big equips put like a double attack card like the um twin daggers um what they're called trice but um hit twice maybe pierce maybe hit something like united we stand or um mage power on this and you kill your opponent the problem is this whole strategy sucks now because um Easily use Book of Moon or some kind of thing to flip this face down. And then you lose all your equips and that's the game pretty much. That's your whole strategy. So um, this this strategy is no good. Even worse with um, speed duels. This guy has no synergy. Like internal synergy with equips like Noble Knights did with their equip spells. But he gets to hit multiple times a turn which is an advantage. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard to make this guy work in an OTK deck, even though that's his whole point. Now, there was also Tour Guide Bingo, which you got a new card called Bullblader, and this one's actually good. Bullblader, Earth, level 4 warrior, 1600 attack, 1200 defense. When an attack is declared involving this card in an opponent's monster, you can activate this effect during the battle. Involving this monster, neither player takes any battle damage. Also, destroy the opponent's monster after damage calculation. This is a pretty good card. Uh, very flexible card, too. So whenever there's an attack involving this card in an opponent's monster, this card could be attacking or it could be defending or getting attacked. You can use this a few ways. You can hit into a defense monster and, and just effect destroy it. You won't be taking any damage. You'll be swinging into high defense, and then you'll affect destroy. So this can get rid of any stall defense card. That's one use. You can swing this into an attack position monster that's just bigger, and 
you won't take any damage. This card will die from it, but um, both cards will be destroyed. So it's kind of like a one-for-one one trade. Let's say they have a blue eyes on the board. You swing, take no damage, and you remove the blue eyes. Secondly, I mean, thirdly, this card can be used as stall. You can keep it on the board in defense. It'll get hit, and then you could remove your opponent. Or you could just, like, affect destroy your opponent's monster. So there's multiple uses for this card. Um, it's not going to be a card you're just going to run just because it has a decent ability. But, um, yeah, this is just a very flexible card. They're, they're, they're pushing Warriors now, level 4 XZ summons. That's whole deal with this card. Um, sneaky good card. Move on to the deck deep dive. Prescience Black Dragon. Uh, Black Dragon's not anything new, but we saw it recently in a tournament setting where it got like fourth place, and I thought it was a pretty cool deck. And now with the whole dual carnival and the rock theme monsters getting a buff and also not getting targeted, um, I thought it would be a good time to see if I could play Black Dragon. So I looked at a list and I made a budget version of that deck, but surprisingly I had enough of the cards. So you're going to be playing a Shizu with Prescience. And Prescience lets you look at the top cards of the deck for the first few turns. Kind of the whole deal here. Um, up to your fifth turn. So two full turns. We're looking at opponent's cards. It's only not, this not only lets you get a read on your opponent's deck, but you can kind of plan how you dispose of your cards. So this is a whole deck disposal deck. And... You know, to play this, you need to mill stuff. So, you've got things to mill cards. And that works really well with rock types, especially the block dragon, because that comes out of the graveyard. So, if you have three copies of block dragon, you can play it, but I only have two. Um, this card, you banish three earth monsters from your hand or graveyard. And you could do this multiple times. Um... You know, you're disposing stuff into the graveyard. You're pretty much getting out this big monster for free. And then after that, um, oh, this is why, because Black Dragon rock monsters cannot be destroyed except by battle. There's no, there's no effect buff. It's just I didn't read the full text of Black Dragon. If this is sent from the field to the graveyard, add three rock monsters whose total levels equal eight. So you could kind of tutor another block dragon or you could tutor two level four cards. That's kind of the whole goal here. Um, so black dragon really is the core of the deck. Um, and the whole deck just revolves around special summoning black dragon. So to do this, you need to start milling cards. Three copies of Raid in Hand of the Light Sworn, who can basically let you mill two or four cards each turn. And this is the perfect card for the deck. It also works really well with the two Charge of the Light Brigade. So you're using the Light Charge of the Light Brigade to mill three, tutor um, Raiden. And then, you know, also the level four works really well with the extra deck that we'll talk about. So um, 
yeah, Radiant Hand of Light Sworn and Heart of the Light Brigade. This deck also runs a Volcanic Wall, which lets you, on dead turns, mill more cards. So you mill three cards. You're not having any Pyro Monsters, but it's fine. And you're, you, generally, you're okay to stall a little bit with this um, deck, too. The Volcanic Wall is kind of like a play you make if you don't have anything that turn. And you can't attack, so it is what it is. Now, with all the milling going on, you have to make use of the things in the graveyard. So, Giant Rex is the perfect card. There's two copies of Giant Rex in this deck. And this card is constantly recycled. You're going to make a lot of use of Giant Rex. Because there are cards that come banishing things from the graveyard, Giant Rex will just keep coming back. So, let's come back to Giant Rex. There's a few other monsters in this deck that would fit the bill and banish stuff from the graveyard. Gigantis is an example. This is a level 4. Banish an Earth Monster from your graveyard. Special Summon. When it's destroyed by battle and sends to the graveyard, destroy all spells and traps on the field. So this could be pretty devastating if your opponent doesn't read it. It could be a stall tactic. This deck also runs two copies of the Rock Spirit. This is the same Special Summon. You remove from play an Earth Monster from the graveyard. Gains 300 attack during your opponent's battle phase. So all three of these cards with the Black Dragon remove stuff from the graveyard. And then you do that with the Giant Rex, so you just keep bringing that back. You banish Giant Rex, it comes to the board. Um, yeah, you just keep recycling Giant Rex. That's the whole goal of the deck. Now, there's other cards you can dispose of. Uh, three copies of Tackle Crusader. This is the main... This is like your back row of the deck. It... When sent to the graveyard, you can target opponent's face-up monster and switch it face down. So this prevents your opponent from getting effects off. It also um, works very well with the trap card Rock Bombardment. So this deck runs three copies of Rock Bombardment. Send the Rock Monster from your deck to the graveyard. Inflict 500 damage. You're going to send a Tackle Crusader. And that's basically, you know, your, your Paleo Canada, your Book of the Moon. So... That's the whole goal here. Um, Tackle Crusader also spends... You can also bounce an opponent trap card back to the hand. So, yeah. Three copies of Tackle Crusader with the Rock Bombardment is a very good move. This deck also runs a copy of Revival Golem, which is sent to the graveyard special summon. So it's, this is just like a ramp card. Uh, other cards. Glow Up Bulb. This lets you get into your tuning. Level 9 tuning, level 5 tuning. Um, yeah. And a copy of Amano Wado. This is the Rock Monster where you could negate your opponent's effects for that turn. It's a nice card. And the last card is Needlebug Nest Mill 5. I kind of went about this deck a whole convoluted way. And that happens when you're unorganized, but this kind of goes into the mill theme. What, what do we have here? We have a lot of level 4s, some level 8s, level 1 tuner. So this lets you get into your extra deck, which is a whole mix of Synchro Monsters and XCs. So, let's see. With the Block Dragon being a level 8 and having a level 1 tuner, you can make your Vermilion Dragon Mech, which is pretty much the best level 9. With some 4s, a 4-tuner in Raiden, and a whole slew of 4 monsters, you 
can make Scrap Dragon as a level 8 Synchro Summon. With the level 1 Tuner and level 4 Monsters, you can make Armadides, Keeper of Boundaries, level 5 Synchro. Or if you're trying to go for game here, Assault Blackwing, Onamaru the Divine Thunder. If you have a Black Dragon and a Raiden on the board, so you can go into a level 12 Synchro Summon. The whole goal of that card is to work... Actually, I messed that up. You're supposed to combine Scrap Dragon with Raiden. And then you can get the 6,000 attack. That's the whole goal of that. With Black Dragons on the board, you can make um, level 8... I mean, rank 8 Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis to clear the opponent's board. And you're pretty much sending monsters to the, from your hand to the graveyard, which helps tribute... Which helps activate those Rock Monsters effects. Abyss Dweller is a rank 4 to block out opponent plays for playing against Blue Eyes, for example. And rank 4, number 70, Malevolent Sin. Pretty the best rank 4 Xyz monster in, in the game. So yeah, this is a very fun deck to play for the whole Dual Carnival. Also a fun deck to climb with if you want to play something new. Um, deck Disposal is your thing. Uh, recycling Giant Rex. Just surprising your opponent with this deck is a very fun deck. Give it a try. All right, so that is it. Upcoming news, KCGT 2021 Celebration rages on for this month. Next week, we'll obtain Primo in the Raid Duel, so PvE event. Um, we'll talk about Primo's cards and skills. Also, UR Sparkbreaker, SR Weisel Attack 3, Mid-May Mission Circuit, new SR card Twin Sword Marauder, and Mid-May Axel Brody Retired. Thanks for listening to this very short episode. Listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Search for this podcast and more at thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. Hope for more uh, content next week so there's more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the dual carnival if you can. See you next time.